GHK here in Korea for rank five, next to the man, Brian Ortega. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Uh, I've been having a good time over here in Korea. Now, um, before this fight was put together, the Korean zombie, he was on Instagram putting, you know, throwing shots at you a little bit. And was that kind of a surprise? It was a surprise because at first I thought it was him uh, till I realized he has a different type of uh, management team, I guess, right? Or he's, he went with some guy named Jay, Jay something. So I guess that was the other guy speaking, not him, you know? So, yeah, I mean, it was it was weird because he's never been that guy. He's never been the guy to to start saying bad things from the beginning. You know, there's few guys who start off that way, and you you know that's who they are. He's always been respectful. So now it's like, well, what's what? Why are you doing this? And that's because he has some people in his ear telling him what to do and trying to guide his career uh, in another way. You know, but I always say, be yourself. You know, if you. Just be yourself. This fight coming up, man, the last fight was a, your last fight was a year ago. And you took some time off. You said you did some partying and stuff like that. You know, how helpful was that for, you know, resetting? I think it was key, man, because although it was bad for me to have that much alcohol in me, um, I feel like I've been working so hard since before the Moicano fight. It was just fight after fight after fight after fight. And then I took the fight with uh, Max, and then it took a year to pretty much get that fight happen. We got ready f for four months, and then finally the fight did not come through in July. And then we trained all the way to December. So it was, it was all work, no play. So finally, after that fight, I had my surgeries. I couldn't do much, so I went out and did a little bit of partying and, and kind of just let loose, relax, vent out. But... Uh, too much of anything is bad for you. Definitely. You know, you did it for the love, then it became a job. Yeah. Now you're doing it for the love again. Yeah. You know, how has it? How has that been helpful for your development? It's been good, man. Because before it was always doing the same thing. It was wake up and do this, and then go do this, and then go do this. Eat this type of, you know, whatever it was. And I did it for so long. Be, you become like a prisoner, you know, and. Uh, and that sucks, man, you know, it, it sucks because you, it's like work, you know, it, it literally is work. And if you don't love what you do, you're always going to be a slave. And I used to love the fight, but I feel like it became more like, do the, like, you know, do this, do that more than it was then have fun. Have fun with failures. It's okay to fail. It's okay to go in the room and try something new and fail at it. But the other people I had in my corner were saying, no, you better not fail at anything. So I was obviously had to do what I was good at. And when you do what you're only good at, you don't grow in the other things. So I had to get rid of those people, get people who, who accept failure, who like failure. And ultimately, when, when I sat down and I thought about it, my failures is what made me who I am. It's made any top person in the entire world who they are. Anyone, from Kobe Bryant to, to anyone to, to, to shoot so many baskets, miss so many baskets, then they're the best. I can't keep taking the same shot, taking the same shot. So eventually, like I said, I got new people. We trained new arts. I had fun losing in the arts to, to different people. And it became a challenge again, like, hey, you, I'm going to get you next time, you know? Next time I'm going to get you because this is new. And they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. 
and then you start doing it and then you start getting better and you do that with every art and everything and then all this time passed by and I'm like whoa I've been having fun for four months we should sign a fight again you know like we <laughs> let's get back to work yeah. well I saw that one of the newest additions to your camp is Rob Kamen <laughs> talk about him and uh, what he has brought to you um, Rob Kamen he was in town for a while um, and he is a legend in, in, in the Muay Thai world or in the kickboxing world. And he's, he was staying with me for those four months that I'm talking about. He was staying with me and we were training. We were training. So it was learning something new and it was learning something from someone who's been there, done that. You know, There's other people that show you, but they haven't really fought before. Rob Kamen is a legend in the sport. So to be learning from him and have him st like staying at my house and training together and eating together, uh, I got to know him more than just a trainer. I got to become friends with him, become human, like, you know, like we connected very well. I feel like he's as crazy as I am. And uh, when you have that type of energy, I mean, it's, it's good. Maybe he's a little bit too crazier than me though. Yeah, you know, it, it, being a little crazy is, you know, it's okay. You know what I mean? Especially in a sport like this. I think we're all crazy in some kind of degree. Definitely. Now, Henner, he's a guy that has been with you forever, still with you. And in a recent visit to Korea, he actually got to roll with the Korean zombie. What has he said to you about that? No, he said he's good, man. He said he's a good level grappler. Um... He trains with a lot of good people. He said his base and everything was, was sh like surprisingly good. And um, he just told me, he's like, you're in, for a hell you're in for a good fight. The biggest fight in the featherweight division beside your fight with the Korean Zombie is in early December between Max Holloway and Alexander Volkanovsky. Now, how do you see that play, uh, fight playing out? I mean, I see that fight playing out the way Max has always been doing. Um, I feel like he has really good takedown defense. I, ha I feel like he has a great stand-up. So it's going to be another game where he just plays a stand-up. He hits, he hits Alexander Volskonoski. Alexander tries to bang with him and take him down. He's going to fail. And then eventually Max is going to be able to finish him or take him all the way to decision. But if Max is overworked, like I feel he has been, um, Volskonoski could take it. So it's a good fight. Another fight or another big name, you know, in, in the UFC is Habib. You know what I mean? I feel that you possess the skill set to be able to challenge him. You know, when you saw Dustin grab that neck, well, you know, did you watch that fight live? And, and what, did, what was your assessment of that, you know, that moment? Because a lot of people felt that if you had the neck, it would have been a different story. I mean, and, that, and that's what it is, man. I feel like anyone who I wrap up is in danger, you know, and, and the level of danger is extreme. I've been doing this for over 15 years, and I've been going with the top level grapplers in the entire world and in finishing them and catching them this so this is something that's in the future for sure hopefully her khabib doesn't retire <laughs> give me some time to go in there and let me do what i have to do improve myself as well the way he proved himself let me become a champ and then i feel like i have the right to really call him out and and, and have it be a lot more serious and just you know saying his name in interviews what do you think are the chances of Tony Ferguson going in there and taking him out before you do? I mean, they're high, man. It's going to happen, you know. Uh, Tony's an amazing athlete. He's a great jiu-jitsu guard player as well. Um, 
but when I see things, uh, there's just certain positions that I feel like I'm better at than certain people, and and vice versa. They're better than me in other positions, you know. But the positions that Khabib is amazing at, I am equally as amazing as from the bottom of the of, of the of the of the coin, you know. So, I mean, I feel like Ferguson. If anyone's gonna beat him, it's gonna be Ferguson. And if not, we're gonna have to wait till I come up. One last thing before you know, I let you go. Um, when I was in China, you know, they were doing a presser, and then the fans came up, and they were like, "This woman came up, this girl, this female came up, and she's like, 'Where's Brian Ortega in China?'" And I was just like, "The fight is, you know, Brian's not even here." You know, when you go around and you, you know, meet the fans and you meet the the women, you know, out there, you know, and you get you receive you receive so well. How do you feel about? I feel great. Um, it's something that's still new in my life because one thing is going to my hometown and people know me. Obviously, they're gonna know me. But everywhere I go, when people start recognizing you, it feels good because they recognize you. They they show respect, and it lets me know that I'm doing good at what I'm doing at. All my hard work, all my sacrifices, everything I've worked so hard for my entire life is finally being recognized. People are finally saying, oh, like, hey, you're that fighter that does really good. Like, we know who you are. I'm a fan of yours for whatever reasons, you know. If it's a girlfriend, they're usually, my hair is prettier than theirs. No, <laughs> no, or they're like they said, you know, you know, the women, you know, they like me. And then the guys like the fighting. So I feel like I can, I, I get both of the fans. Best of both worlds, man.